hopefully you received a handout tonight. Is that uh, uh, the red letters on it? Some of you got this. If, if not, uh, I don't know if Brother Dean is back there. Maybe he has some more of these. There's more out there. So maybe we can get them and uh, bring them in. Um, if uh, I don't know if somebody... Uh, you all right, Brother Jerry? Yeah, just raise your hand if you did not get one tonight. And if you'll hold on to this till next week as well, that we can have uh, um, not only tonight, but also next week as well. All right, I think Diane needs one. Anybody else need one? Everybody else get one? All right. All right, uh, last week, let's see, I'm not uh, working up here, Brother Josh. And let's see. You know, we're just going to have battery problems all night long. This doesn't, the batteries are not working in this either. And these were just fairly new batteries. Let's see if that's going to work. Yeah, it's dead. Just one battery. It's an A, A, A. There you go. Yeah, and they're LEDs that should last about uh, 50 years. They, should, they are LEDs, so they should last like 50 years. Yeah, yeah, amazing. You know what? This is still not working. Let's see what we got here. You know what? When you have spiritual warfare... Can you do it? Yeah, there's only a couple. I'm not sure what they all are because I was just going to follow them myself, so... We'll just put them up there and see what comes. Okay, I'll give you the signal. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, hopefully, we can figure this out. But okay, <laughs> go ahead. We'll go on to the the first slide. You know, um, I show this picture again tonight because we have to identify ourselves living in the castle. The protection of who God is, not ourselves. It's easy for us to feel vulnerable in this world, exposed. Uh, but yet, if you see yourself in Christ, okay, wouldn't that be a great place to live? Especially if there's a lot of enemy out there, and uh, uh, we have some enemies. Uh, uh, I don't know what it is. I just got a picture off the internet, you know. Okay, I just, you know, got, I, I thought that was the, that's the one I would like to have because it had a moat around it as well, you know. I like double protection there. So we've drawn the battle lines and we're in the battle. Uh, and I put up my gummy bears there to, to let you know that uh, there's a real battle going on out there. And don't we wish it was gummy bear and we could just eat the enemy. But understand the enemy wants to eat you. Isn't that what First Peter says? The, the, the Satan is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wants to destroy your life. And when you go through the scriptures, you find out those words that are used about him. He's the hinderer. You know, he's the accuser. And you, and you think about those things and, and, and all. And so it's so important for us to examine where our thoughts are coming from, okay? So uh, we've got this battle line drawn, and we gave you this last week, and I'll be honest with you, I'm going to show it again tonight. 
Because I personally believe we need to get ownership of this. And that when you got saved, God put His Holy Spirit in you. But your soul and your mind is a part of the battle that's still going on. And your mind is still fleshly and it needs to be renovated. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 where it says, And renew your mind. It's an ongoing process. And so the battle is in your emotions. You ever notice that? I mean, can you be up and down in your emotions? Can you be up and down in your thinking? Where did that thought come from? I mean, I might be going along and all of a sudden there's a stinking, dirty, rotten thought that comes in your mind. And the Bible says, cast down vain imaginations. You and I need to identify this battle in our mind. And these thoughts, maybe it can be an anger thought. Maybe it can be a jealous thought. Maybe it can be a lust thought. Whatever it is. But if you don't identify it and you get used to it living there, it likes to hang around. And it likes to take on more territory because the flesh is still um, alive. And so uh, we said the devil uh, joins the flesh and the world and he's, he's got his system. And you notice he's trying to take over more territory of your mind. You know, pretty soon one thought can become... Uh, continual thoughts and it becomes habits and it comes ruts in your in your mind and we've spent a lot of time uh, on this and uh, I'm going to tell you something what are what are some of the things there that dark space that starts developing in your life what are some of those thoughts go ahead pride, pride. I, let me ask you this question do you think people recognize pride they don't I don't think people recognize pride. If you, as a, as a person that loves God, if you recognize pride, pride as much as we should recognize pride, uh, we would have a better, better situation in our lives. I think the average Christian doesn't recognize how pride shows itself. We're going to talk about some of these things tonight a little bit. But anger, okay? Envy. Envy. And I wish I had what they had. Envy. What else? How about insecurity? Injustice. How about, you know, I talked about this on Sunday a little bit about forgiveness. The victim mentality. You know, so often people don't understand that this victim mentality is so defeating and it feeds the flesh. You are feeling uh, sorry for yourself for what has happened to you. And it doesn't take away from the injustice that's, that's to happen there. But when you enter into the victim mentality, you are letting another person control you by, based on what they have done to you. And a victim mentality holds on to this anger, justifying this anger because of what's been done. And therefore, you feel justified in your anger and it grows and it develops. And pretty soon, that anger spreads not just to that person, but it spreads into family relationships. And a lot of husbands and wives are having difficulties in their marriage because of of uh, maybe the, the wife has been abused as a child and she's never been able to overcome and forgive that situation and holding on to this and this victim mentality. I talked to another man today and, and he, he, he said that, you know, uh, because of the, 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 the difficulties, he began to explain some of the difficulties he'd gone through and, 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 and he's holding on to that and it's created insecurity in his life. 
You know, those those things are real. They they are real. But if we hold on to them rather than to let it go and feel the load come off our shoulders because we can truly forgive. And and uh, we're talking about this on, on Sunday um, morning. And uh, this Sunday I'll be talking more about that. But to come to the place to forgive. When you can forgive, in reality, that moves, that line moves over to the other side. But if you can't forgive and, and, and you're feeling justified that, that man, I, I'm just not going to forgive him for what's done, you're actually allowing this darkness in your soul. And it is so detrimental. Well, you say, Pastor, you just don't know what's going on in my life. That might be true. But you know what Jesus Christ said on the cross? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he... Self-pity. What root sin is self-pity? Pride. Exactly. See, oftentimes, oh man, I'm, I'm never going to amount to anything. And insecurity. It, by the way, insecurity is, is actually pride. Pride is, in, in, in and of itself, is thinking about yourself. It could be in a good way or it could be in a bad way. It's thinking about yourself. And so someone said humility is thinking, uh, 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 it's actually thinking less on yourself, not less of yourself. Does that make sense? And some of these solutions are thinking about God and thinking about others. Because what happens in this anger is you're internalizing these difficulties, even if someone in the church says something uh, against you and you begin to stew on that and, and, and everything, you're, we're allowing uh, this darkness in our soul. And some people, unfortunately, uh, I've talked with people, um, I've seen it. Um, if they don't get a handle on it, when they get older, it gets worse and worse. Have you ever run into... A grumpy old person? What's that now? I have seen a happy old person, but I've seen a lot of grumpy old people. And and, and, and they're just mad at the world. And, uh, and, and, you know, I talk with people all the time, and they try to justify their anger. And all it does is keep it there. And they don't recognize what they're doing to their own soul. So, on the other side, though, I like this. And, and I said this last week, how important it is not just to give token allegiance to reading God's Word. Not just give token opportunities to pray. But if we understand the power of God's Word, it sorts out what's going on in my life. And so, instead of me... Going to Rose and say, Rose, you know, man, I really got a problem with Vern. And she says, man, I do too. <laughs> we'll pick on Vern tonight. Vern has a problem with Vern. <laughs> There's a very happy old man. Don't you like that? Amen. But, you know, instead of going to the person to find justification, that's what a lot of people do is they find justification with somebody else rather than going to the Word and find out how does the Word want me to deal with this? If we just deal with it biblically and let it be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, 
you know, if we really see, and, and you know what? As, as this, this light comes into your soul, what, what are some of the emotions of, 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 of that coming into your soul? Peace. Worship. Love. Forgiveness. Happiness. Honor. Glory. Praise. Now, which side of that line do you want to be on? The winning side. You know, he says, he says in Galatians chapter 5 that if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the lust of the flesh wants pity, wants envy, wants all these things that are the emotions that create such turmoil in our soul. Now, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how much you love God, this warfare is always going to be there. And you've got to nip it in the bud and get used to nipping it in the bud and keep nipping it in the bud and don't stop nipping it in the bud because if when you stop nipping it in the bud, it's like a weed. You give a weed an inch and it will take a yard. Right? And that that's bacteria... That's viruses. I mean, that's all the junk that's around, you know. And so prayer. And then we, we talked about the Holy Spirit is on our side. And, and, and God gives us a new spirit. He renews our mind. And, and He's renovating our mind and taking out the garbage and putting in the good. Praise. The power of praise. You know, even what uh, God said to Joshua... But if thou shalt meditate day and night on God's word, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Meditating on the word, praising the Lord. Uh, you know, we, you know. Sometimes we think, well, you know, I'm supposed to do this, but no. When we see that genuine praise and genuine lifting, is it all right to lift hands? It is. Yeah, it sure is. The Bible uh, talks about it, and I, I want to take out my hanky sometime and just start waving in the air. I came in tonight and listened to the choir singing. Wow. You know, it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. And then help from above. Help from above. Now, are you in, are you, are we in on, on line two of this thing? Uh, I'm hoping. We, we, we must be because we're going through this. But there's another arrow. Is it on the next page? Yeah, it's on the next page. Guess what there? I, I left that out last week. Do you know church is on your or, or should be on your side, shouldn't it? That's why the uh, the devil wants to destroy church because the church is there to be what it says in in Hebrews ten twenty four and twenty five to provoke one another to love and to good works. Man, we're here. We should be a cheering uh, time. We should be here to 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 encourage our brother. Man, it's great to see you. You know. Um, we need to have contagious faith. When people come in those doors of Westside Baptist Church, they say there's something different there. You know, maybe people don't like the hymns. Maybe they don't like the preacher preaching most times from the King James Bible. Maybe they don't like a guy wearing a suit and tie. I don't know, you know. But I'm going to tell you something. There needs to be something contagious here. And that's the love of God. And it's genuine. It's not fabricated. We're not, we're not playing games. It needs to be real. And boy, do you see that line just moving over? 
You know what happens though? People stop going to church. They lose a strength in their life. Uh, this help from above, and, and I talked about this last time about the angelic host, and, and there really is a warfare in the demonic and the unseen world. But God has given His angels to minister to me, and I talked about this last week. And, uh, uh, yeah, I was going out to dinner. And remember I, I said I had those angels watching over me? Well, they did a fairly good job. Fairly good job. I won't tell you what happened, but um, I scratched Janie's car. I, you know what? I didn't scratch her scar. I didn't scratch her car. I scraped her car. And don't you say anything. I'm hoping she won't notice it. You know, you know, my car's important. And then here, here, here was our logic. We said, honey, you should drive my car up to Portland because, you know, important something could happen to it. We really never put in the equation that something could happen to her car with me driving it here. And uh, just had a brand new paint job on it, too. She had, I don't even know if she's driven it yet, hardly. So don't say anything. She might not notice. I didn't notice it for two days. But when I saw it, I says, well, oh, well, it's not as bad as it could have been. I think a couple angels got on this side of the car and helped lift me up over the curb I went over. <laughs> could I repaint it? You know, I, does anybody have red paint? I could uh, put some red paint on it, couldn't I? That's a good idea. Red nail polish, that'll stick. All right, come on over, uh, 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 Ruthie. <laughs> That's a good idea. See, we come to church. Did you just see how you encouraged me? So, you know, this is, we, we get this help, you know, around here. But I do believe in the help from above. And as I said last week, do we want to be around grumpy people? How these dear angels that are assigned to us have to deal with what we look at, what we say, what we what we think about and all these things. I mean, God gives his angels to minister uh, to us. So, uh, next picture. So what we have is an identity crisis. Okay? I think oftentimes we don't identify, number one, we don't identify what's really going on. We don't recognize it as we should. And therefore, we don't repent of it and we don't replace it. Um, so if we get in the habits of complaining or we get in the habits of grumbling or we get in the habits of self-pity or however we deal with our problems, you know, we, 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 don't, ha- we don't identify well. And then number two is I don't know if we really see ourselves in Christ Jesus. It is so important for us to see ourselves in Christ Jesus. And so I, I found these two pictures up on uh, the thing. Uh, this cow has an identity crisis. And this cat has an identity crisis. All right? And you know the average Christian has an identity crisis. And oftentimes, they're insecure. Where we should be the most secure people in the world. Because we are in Christ. And if we saw ourselves as saints, 
do you think we'd act a little bit different? If we saw ourselves as holy, we have been declared holy. We have been declared saints. We have been declared ambassadors. And yet we look at this world as if the world has something more to offer than what God has to offer. I'm going to tell you something. As you examine people, if you talk to people and you witness to people, you'll find out that most of them have such holes in their lives. And if they didn't have their iPhones, iPads, Netflix, Internet, uh, what else? Boats, RVs, and all the distractions that they had, they would be so miserable. People have an external happiness based on their externity or the external things of their lives. I talk to professional people. I talk to all kinds of people. And, and don't be envious. A lost person has nothing. We are the ones should be going out there proclaiming how great and blessed and how wonderful it is to be a Christian. I uh, met Ray again today. I told you about Ray last week, remember? Got an opportunity to talk to him and he said, man, he said, last week we talked too long. We could, either one of us, barely get out of the hot tub. Uh, I mean, your blood pressure drops down. I says, Ray, I might die right here. You know, I'm glad I'm going to heaven. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to heaven. We staggered. To the, so today he got out early. And then I started talking to uh, another person there. And, and you know what? I want people to see Christ. I want them to see Christ and it's real and it's vibrant. But, you know, we get we get so self-centered. We get in the flesh and we begin to become selfish and and we don't think about others. And this identity crisis not only hurts you, but it hurts other people. Yeah, yeah, we do not see the sinfulness of sin because we do not see the holiness of God. And, uh, and God has declared us holy. I talk with a lot of people who have an insecurity problem. I talk with pastors. You know a lot of pastors have insecurity problems. They'll get up and preach. And I'll say to me as well, sometimes, uh, Gary, I'd thought, you know, I wonder if anybody's paying attention out there at Westside Baptist Church. You know the old devil? Do you, you all know when, when I'm talking out there, the devil's sitting up here. And he's whispering in my ear. You know, it's amazing that I can, I can be carrying on a conversation to you and the devil's whispering in my ear. Did anybody else have that, that uh, going on? I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very real. He said, oh, they're not listening. They're not paying attention. Now, what creates insecurity? Pride. Lack of trust. Identity crisis. Instead of seeing the abuse or our deficiencies or whatever, we've got to see ourselves in Christ. And with me, as I would get up and preach, and sometimes to my peers in you know, different conferences or different places like that, you begin to think, what do people think about me or what I'm saying? Maybe you are a salesman or you're involved in something else. And, or maybe you're going to a job interview. And your, 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 your palms are sweaty because you're, uh, you're going to go and, and talk to this person. You have an identity crisis in that you are not trusting in the Lord, in His will. And so we, we try to maybe sometimes manipulate situations rather than trusting in the Lord. 
Uh, for me, it was coming to understand the power of this book. And when I get up and preach, it's not about, Chuck, what you think about me. It's about me standing up and saying, this is what God says. And you see, I can have my security now when I preach, knowing that, man, I can stutter, stammer. Remember Moses? He says, man, I, he, Moses, I can't do this. And Moses failed to realize that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, or I, can, I have God on my side, you see. And we have got to understand that in this spiritual warfare, instead of being afraid and fearful and wondering what people are going to think, is we need to be bold witnesses. He says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says, After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the world. We've got God living in us. We've got to see this. But you know what it is? We look at ourselves. And as we look at ourselves, we get an identity crisis, we get insecurity, we look at things that are happening rather than keeping our eyes on the Lord, dwelling in the heavenly, seeing ourselves in Christ, understanding what He has done to us and our position in Christ, living in the palace. Mike? Yeah. Yeah. John 17. John 17, in the high priestly prayer of Jesus, he says, I, I think it's, maybe it's Ephesians 1. It's one of the two places. I can't remember now. Where it says, help them to know, or uh, what is, oh my, that, that you love them as much as you love me. John 17. You... God, you love them. The ones that are coming to Christ, you love them as much as you love me. You know, people, people have this identity crisis. They don't feel loved or they feel alone. Those are all things that are the devil's lie because you are loved by the creator of the universe and you're never alone because God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And Jesus Christ died on the cross. You are his. You've been purchased. You've adopted into his family. But yet we walk around and Christians are walking around in defeat today. May God help us not to walk around in defeat. Insecurity. Insecurity. How does insecurity show itself? All right. Boasting. Okay, good. How else? What's that? It, it probably doesn't make you as sick as you should be sick. <laughs> Depression, all right. Become critical thinking of others. Yeah, a lot of times an insecure person will attack others. He'll actually become a more critical person. Okay? Does he like to be corrected? He has a hard time being corrected. Maybe because he had this abusive language coming to him throughout growing up. And so when someone uh, says something, it triggers this in his mind that uh, 
you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to put a, I'm putting up a wall. And uh, it really hurts relationships, insecure. We see it in emotions. We see it um, in relationships. What else? Any, anything else in insecurity? Withdrawal. Not blossoming. Not using your spiritual gifts. Limiting yourself in what God would have you to do. It could be bragging because you don't want people to really see you. So you here's a wall that's up front. What 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 is the bottom? I mean, we said that that the bottom line is pride, but there's also another problem with insecurity. It's a trust issue. It's a selfish issue. It's you're tr- depending on yourself rather than depending on the Lord. And you know, if each of one of us, I mean, I can be insecure in a building project. Yes, it's a lack of faith. It's a lack of trust. And all that comes back and stems down to, well, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And I don't know if I can do this or not. Those are insecure or those are things that that you're looking and you're letting the flat flesh actually take on more of this darkness in your mind. And if it's not handled and if it's not identified, it's going to take on a lot of territory and you and I will be a miserable person. An insecure person will be an angry person usually. Something's happened in their lives and they've not learned how to deal. They've gotten to develop the tools for this. So, as I gave you this handout tonight, I want to encourage you to hold on to it because that's going to be next week's topic. We'll finish up that, or at least hold on to it next week. Any other comments or questions tonight? I want you to see this. I, I, I can't, I don't know. God, just help us. Help us with this. It is so liberating. It is so liberating. When you see yourself in Christ, what he has done for you, who he is, it's not about who you are. It's about who he is. Insecurity is about who you are. Security is about who he is. Amen. Keep focusing. That's why growing in these things, it just takes on more territory of your mind. I hope you'll go home and ponder these things and and I don't like to necessarily psychoanalyze myself because in and of itself, sometimes our thinking about those problems and situations can actually create more problems in our lives. If you and I could just fill our minds with who God is, God's Word, prayer, rejoicing, giving thanks, praising, looking at that, that we have a God who makes no mistakes and trusting in Him. It is liberating. Father, tonight we thank you so much that we can deal with some of these things. I, I, in myself, have dealt with some of these struggles. Uh, and to all of us, this battle is going to continue. But, Lord, you are the one who has said we can know the truth and the truth will set us free. If we recognize that enemy of our flesh... And we can identify with the Holy Spirit's power in our life. And as we focus upon bringing more light into our soul, our mind, into the crevices and closets and living rooms and bedrooms of our, our mind and soul and letting your light shine in our soul, then that light will become greater to others. 
But Lord, if we're trying through human efforts and psychological means to correct these problems and do not see truth, Father, we're just going to beat ourselves up and be miserable. So Lord, help us to gain greater ownership on this because the battle truly is in the mind and the soul. And what a joy and peace it is to know Jesus Christ is our Savior and then to walk in the Spirit by faith. Lord, having faith in who you are and that you are sovereign, you are in control, not to be manipulated by our puny efforts, but to trust in you. And it becomes a substance in our lives. And to abide in you will cause us to bear, as you said in, first, in John 15, not just fruit, but you said that we would bear much fruit. And so, Lord, help us, Father, to gain greater ownership of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen.